Hello and welcome back. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm Rox. And this is our podcast. Live, laugh, love the podcast. Hey. Here we go. Oh, oh it's nearly Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. What have you got to do? Shake it up. you got to dance, live it. you got to love it, baby. I'm living for... Oh, Mark. <laughs> I was just about to go into a... F- <laughs> I was just about to go into a full sing-song there. Rox, I don't know how you've got the energy. Why? I'm shattered after the weekend. I know. Oh, but, you know, I'm shattered. I was born energetic, wasn't I? So... Guys, if you are still with us on episode number 31 of the podcast, thank you so much for joining us this far. And if you don't follow the podcast yet, please do on your podcast streaming service of choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> We have got... I'm, I'm losing it today. We've got all your usual features. Dial a dilemma, day-night diaries, confessions of a housekeeper. One Line Wonders, Living with a Southerner, and of course, name that sound. But yeah, we are fresh off of the back of signing weekend for our, with our brand new book. And it was amazing to get out there and see so many of you. We went to Reading this week and we went to Cardiff in one weekend and we were on a book tour and we were signing. And each signing was incredible. The energy, the people. So if you came out to see us, thank you so much. And... People Lots of waiting. podcast fans as well. I mean, people were waiting over three hours to see us. They were queuing. They were lovely. But we wanted to give everyone an experience. And to be honest, yeah, there were so many of you podcasters going, oh, oh, I love your podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> also, there was a couple of you that handed me little notes going, I couldn't put this in an email, but I've written down a confession. <laughs> I've not gone through them yet because I'm a little bit worried why it had to be written and it couldn't go in an email. Honestly, though, you've got yourself some nice little bit of, uh, you know... Reading material. Reading materials. <laughs> which is going to be fantastic. So thank you so much. And we've got another two coming this weekend. We're, d- we're doing, uh, where we go? Manchester, Manchester and... Newcastle. Newcastle. The home of sausage rolls. Oh. Oh. And there's a few tickets left, I think. So if you want to come and see us in a WH Smith or a Waterstones, just, just have a little look and there's tickets still there. Be lovely to come and see, see more of you. But I am shattered because, yeah, it's like two and a half, three hours. Yeah. And, and just... we did a lot of travelling as well. Like, and it was we... a three-hour... We travel there and back because we want to get back and see the boys as well. So we, to to be honest though, I had a lovely time and it's always, it it always feels like, I know this sounds weird, but it feels like Christmas has kicked off because the book tour is always in the run up to Christmas. So I feel like it like initiates the Christmas feeling. it's not the only thing that's initiated the Christmas feeling and it's all kicked off, as you say, with Christmas. Oh, it's all kicked off. It has. We have officially now made the announcement. Dun, dun, dun. This year, we are not releasing a new Christmas song. We're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But if you've seen online this week and our video about our explanation as to why and all the amazingness... Um, yeah go and check it out because it explains the last five years and it's so incredible but we just wanted to take some time to talk about it on here didn't we really yeah I know that we we, we sort of talked I think in one of our early episodes about um, about the songs and how yeah. amazing they've been over the years and why we've done it but it was a big decision this year not doing it again it was it, it has been a, a big and a hard decision actually because... and I, I only mean that in the sense of we made the decision last year but it felt harder the close closer it came 
to to Christmas to tell everyone because there was an expectancy to do one from from a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like we've. I know this. Whether you love the sausage roll songs or not, I feel like us doing Christmas and the Christmas songs mm. has become what people say to me has become like a their tradition. family tradition. Yeah. Like they'll sit and they'll all sing, they'll download the song and they'll sing along in their front rooms and they all like play it in the car on the way to school and they know they're doing something amazing for charity. Like for for when people come up to me, they're like, oh, I love your song. We listen to it all the time and we listen on the radio and see yeah. if you've got number one. Like it's become a tradition for a lot of families who, yes. who's watched us. I, I agree. So, so many people say to me, you know, they, they try and guess all the time. Oh, what's this year's song going to be? Yeah. Like, like we're just doing it. Um, and as I say, me and Rox made the decision a little while ago that we, you know, we wasn't going to do it. We kind of, we play up to it all year and we kind of let people think and, and we sort of go along with it because it's so fun. But we we have dis we decided a little while ago, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I feel like you're lucky if you get one Christmas song, okay, at number one. Oh, oh. like a Christmas number one is so pre prestigious. Like I can't even say the word. Um, <laughs> it's so incredible. And when we did that first one, like no one ever ever. I mean, did you ever think in a million years, Mark, that you'd have one Christmas one number one, let alone five in a row? You know what? It's, like, there's, there's so many like unusual memories I, yeah. I have along this journey that stand out so much for me. What that you that you think of that people wouldn't necessarily yeah, the, know? It's the things that that I think of that that yeah, outside of of what was out there when we was putting them out that that was happening. To, to me it, and you, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember vividly that first time I was sat. It was like halfway through that that week of going for number one when we was we'd been announced at number one in the the, the midweeks. I remember sitting having a cup of tea in Camden, <laughs> talking um, to 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 one of the people we was working on it with uh, just before we went into MTV, and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how is it I've I've got a song I in, know. in the charts that's currently number one? And everyone was going, yeah, yeah, but don't get carried away. It won't be number one. It, it won't be. And I was like, no, no, but imagine if it did. Just yeah, imagine, imagine if it did. Yeah. And I have this really surreal like memory. And every time I go to London now and we walk through Camden, I just look at this coffee shop where I was sat drinking his cup of tea going, I can't. I can't believe it was five years, well, six years ago. Yeah. I, I, like, where has that time gone? I know. And 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 there was so many memories over the last, you know, five, six years. And I, I think that first one for me, it was just such a shock. And it was like, you're doing a Christmas song, you know, just like, for, we, and we, we decided to do it for charity. And, and you were just like, I just really want to just have some fun and get a Christmas song and you know just what? enjoy it. Like it was, it was so, it was so weird though, Mark, because you always was like, yeah, it'll be, we've got to get it to number one. Like there was It was never just ultimate doubt. confidence. No, no, no. Really you just got to have ultimate confidence. And you know what? As much as like, I'm so, I'm so happy and proud of what we've achieved for the Trussell Trust. Yeah. I am so deeply sad that we're not doing one this year. Oh, I am. I, I, I think me and you have struggled a little bit with Getting not closer doing to it. Christmas and, and not having it. Because we, we're not walking away from the charity at all. Like me and Mark no. have supported the charity all year. And actually we've bought out a pie that supports it. We've actually found other ways 
to make sure the charity gets donations and our books. You know, we we've always done that. And I think for us, we were like, how how else can we can we do well? We're ambassadors ambassadors for the food banks now for the Trust Trust. So for us, like the Christmas song is now a tradition, but to not do it, I feel like it, you know what? it's made me like sad a little bit. Yeah, but... I, I feel really sad that yeah. we're heading towards Christmas and I don't have this big, exciting announcement and people yeah. looking forward to the song and people going, how can we help charity this year? Yeah. And how can we support the Trust of Trust? I feel sad. I feel sad. I do feel sad. But, that we're not but doing it. We were. We was never intended to do five. <laughs> I mean, never and, meant to be five. And for five years, me and you have been on the road a little bit at Christmas and we do have two little boys and I'd, I'll be honest with you, like this Christmas, I, I do want to see the boys a bit and kind of they're getting older now and yeah, I yeah, don't want the magic got, to go and me to miss it really. We they're haven't got many babies. years of, of, their, of, of <laughs> yeah. them still having that that that, that magic of Christmas, yeah. that when you're you're very tiny. We're running out of those years with our little ones. So I think that's that's beautiful. And even though I'm sad that we're personally not going for it, I'm excited to see hopefully yeah. other charities going for it because I feel like before we started doing this, there wasn't like that big charity no. drive no, for number wasn't. ones. Yeah, it was like X Factor and things, wasn't it? But like before... But, but I remember when we released that first one, like, you know, the BBC, you know, quite funnily wrote that article saying, Lad Baby will never be number one. Downloads can't, can't get to number one in that sense. The days of charity songs getting to number one were over. Yeah. And everyone just thought it wasn't possible because of streaming, because of artists like Drake and Adele and yeah. you know they just dominate charts and no one thought we could do it and I'm excited now because I feel like if <laughs> if we can do it yeah anyone can anyone yeah and uh, yeah you're right and that's right. what I want our legacy to be with the charts you know I, I want now I want every Christmas I just want an abundance of charity songs mm. no matter what it is somebody doing a cover somebody getting a dog to sing somebody humming I, I don't mind what it is I, for me I just I just want to see charity songs. I know. Because that's what Christmas is all about. Yeah. And I think I think as well, like, personally, Mark and I, you know, we have always and, and will always support the food banks and have been, you know, last year there was a lot of, like, fake news and, like, not true stories and lies and stuff and... I really think Christmas is about giving. It's about, it's about, I hope people still have faith in like the charity songs and and actually giving it Christmas. Yeah, you know what? Because that's what it's about. I think I think a few people the last couple of years lost a bit of their Christmas spirit. Yeah, I'll be they honest. Did. That fun, silly Christmas spirit seemed to get lost. And as, as you say, there were so many false stories going around. And yeah. You know what? It's it's one of those things where it doesn't it doesn't hurt me and you. No. But if people lose faith in donating to charities, yeah. That's it, that's that's a real problem. Yeah, it it hurts the charities it hurts and, and charities. the smaller com- like small charities that rely on people giving and volunteering. Yeah, and when there's false stories going around about yeah. you know the fact that me and you are apparently earning off of charity songs is is horrific. It's, just, it's not true. It's not true. And and look, I, I you know I want to say I, I mean I've said this so many times, but I just want to be totally transparent. Whether or not you downloaded one of our songs five years ago, or you download it in a thousand years' time, me and Rox aren't taking any of that money. No. None of that money comes to us. That money goes literally straight into the record label, and then from the record label, straight to the charity. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. And what's, that's what's so 
flipping sad that yeah. that this these false stories have gone out saying that that's not the case. Um, but and do it, you know what? Me and Mark have always said doing the right thing is always a good thing, isn't it? Like when you believe in something and you're doing the right thing. And for always, me and yeah. Mark, like we've given, oh God, I don't even know how, how much, like. How many days, weeks, hours, yeah, commitment. And, and, and yeah, do you know what? I'll do, sleepless it, I'll nights. do it all again. Yeah. Because I'm the one and you are the one that meet the families that it's changed, you know? These Christmas songs, these things have changed people's lives. I have met yeah. these people. They're back on their feet. And it's an amazing thing. And the Trussell Trust have always said, like, when we first started working on Versus Now, like, it's a totally different thing, isn't it? Like, they support Brooks, this, so many people. This weekend, me and you was at uh, one of our signings. Yeah. I, I think, was it Reading? Yeah. I think it was the first one in Reading. Uh, and a lady came up to us and she broke down in tears. Yeah. Uh, and she was in floods of tears and me and Rox gave her a hug and she just says, oh, I was on food banks yeah, and it's it's people like you that helped me find out where food banks were, that mm. made me aware of where I could go when I needed support. And you, you'll never know how much that support has changed our, changed my life. That's what uh, she said to I us. And I said to her, are you, how are you now? And she said, I'm through it now. Yeah. I've, I'm, I'm back on my feet. I'm back and on my I was feet. like, I just felt I, felt, I felt like crying, to be honest, yeah. because I, I get she, that a lot. I get that yeah. every week, every month, every year. I see and hear and speak and see kids and see families making these decisions. And I don't want to get heavy on it because I look back on the last five years as an achievement and something I'm very proud of. And Hey, how many people c can say... They've 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 sung with Ed Sheeran, Elton John, Ronan Keating, Martin Lewis. And donated Lewis. over like donated and, over and, one point. What is it? Three, four million. I mean, it's always going up because the songs always donate to it. But yeah. over like one point three million to charity. With, like with what we've done with the songs yeah. and some of the brands we've worked with over the years, our books, uh, the Pucker Pies this year. It's it's already over one point three million. And wow, I'm wow. proud of that. And you know what? Thank you to to everyone yeah. listening to this. If you've ever. Just even if you've not downloaded a song, even if you've just played it on YouTube and you've watched it or you've listened to it, thank you because it's it's made a real difference. And I am sad we're not going for it this year. But he hasn't said he'd never not do one again. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know you, Mark. I know you. He's gone. You know what? We're not walking away. We're just you know okay. let let other charities have a go this year. I think it's really important to hand the baton over to other charities and to let them like. Because we've seen how much it makes difference. Let other people do it. I, I think it'd be amazing. I want other charities to 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 carry the baton forward. Yeah. But I'm not saying I'm coming back for that baton. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not coming back. I might oh, be coming back. No. I, keep, I keep telling everyone. <laughs> me and Rox, three years ago or two years ago, I can't remember which, which studio it was, we wrote All I Want for Christmas is Sausage Rolls. I wrote it. I, like me and Rox and I, I was... <laughs> Whilst we were singing one of our other songs, we was writing it in a studio and I was like... Yeah, we did. You writing, wrote it in like 10 minutes. Like, it was the most ridiculous lyrics you've ever heard in your life and the song's written, we just need to get older Mariah Carey. I keep saying Honestly, it. Honestly, you should just do, just do the... <laughs> do you want me to do, do just the one line? Come on. No. Come on! No. No. <laughs> He won't, he won't do no, it. No, I'm saving it. No, I'm saving, I'm saving it. It, 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 might it might never hear the light of day. And I'll imagine? take it to the grave. But, Although it is the best, I would say, the best written But Mariah Carey, if you imagine if she was listening. <laughs> <laughs> she 
She's like, what's a sausage roll? Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. I don't know why she sounds yeah, like the queen. Roll. Mariah Carey, if you're listening, I'm glad you've been defrosted for Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brilliant. Get out of deep freeze. Let's make all I want for Christmas is sausage rolls. We can help Mariah Carey get a number one. Yeah, she never ha- she's never had one, She's never she? had a Christmas number one. Or maybe not. She, we might not get one with Mariah, but do you know what? It'd be I'm fun sure trying. Mark will give it a go one day. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to talk about it because obviously it's been such a big part of uh, our life for five years, and it's been a a, a a crazy week. Let's say it's it's been a crazy week <laughs> since we announced. Um, and I just want to end by saying, if you are someone that loves our songs and you have loved the last five years, and you want to download them all again this Christmas, go and do it. If you want to download, I love sausage rolls on Christmas week and still dance around in your living room, it'd be lovely to see that song back in the top 100. Even if it's only at number 99, it'd be lovely to see it back having a moment at Christmas. Yeah. So keep downloading it. Keep keep giving to charity that or any of the songs. Yeah, um, they'll always they'll always give to charity long after we're gone. So yeah, something we're good, proud of. And I look forward to seeing who will be at number well, one. Well, you know what? If there is anybody listening that is planning to go <gasps> Ooh, for yeah. a Christmas number one attempt, Oh my goodness. please email in. Labbabypodcast yeah, lab well. at gmail.com. If, if you're doing a song for your school, if you're doing a song with your neighbour, if you're doing a song as a, a choir in a group, no matter what it is, you're doing a song, write in and let us know. Yeah. I, I would love to talk about it for the next few weeks, talk about who's emailed in, who's doing number ones, even just your predictions, what you think... Uh, should be number one. If you how there's a few animals going for it this there's year. A there's a cat. There's a there's what st- else the is... station cats going for it. Yeah. So I mean, I want to know, lad, baby, the podcast at gmail.com If you have any tips, inside knowledge, if you're going for it, I want to know. Do you have a dilemma? Do you need some help in life? Dial a dilemma. Oh, Mark, I've got one today. This feels like a real true dilemma. Hi, Mark and Rox. I absolutely love the podcast. I've been listening to it since the very start and it makes my bus trip so much more bearable. That's how I used to listen. Uh, You know, I was never big into podcasts, but when I used to live back back in London, back in in day, that's how I used to listen. Back in day. That's (laughs) how I used to listen to audiobooks and anything like that, sitting on the bus. That was my big go-to. Well... I work in a high-end retail baby shop. Oh, I am only 16. Hold on, high-end baby shop? There isn't many going these days. Mama and Papa's, I reckon. Mother care shut down, didn't it? Mama and Papa's? Mama and Papa's. I am only 16. So this is my first contracted job. Oh, boom. On my second shift, I was confronted by an angry new mum with a newborn baby. She told me her breast pump was broken And when she ran customer service, our store had one in stock. But it turns out we actually didn't. Oh, Oh, so she's coming for a new one and it's it's not there? Yeah. When I told her we were sold out, she began to raise her voice and shout at me. I called my manager and we managed to get her a different one. But to this day, I'm still traumatised. Oh, why? That she she was shouted at her? I now have Black Friday sales for the next three weeks, as well as as college... And I don't know how to cope with the similar issues like this again. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Much love, Ava. Right, Ava. There's a Ooh. few factors here that I need to I need to because um, so she's been. I Karen'd. don't know if Ava's had a baby, but she might have at 16. But 
I would say, Ava, if a newborn mum is coming in with a newborn baby, there's just a couple of things you need to remember. (laughs) All right. She's probably not adding much sleep. Yeah. Right. She's tired. She's also probably questioning her life choices because she's tired (laughs) on top of being tired. She'll be hungry. And not to forget, her breast pump has broken, which means the baby is probably very angry because yeah. it may not have fed. And 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 her and, boobs might be hurting from not being able to express. Boobs will hurt. Let's face it, her lower area is probably in bits. <laughs> and I'm sorry to be graphic, it's, it's a tough position to be in. Not only that, <laughs> you've got out of the car with the baby, out of the car seat. You've walked in. Some John Jonathan's told you that there's a breast pump in there. She's even got dressed. She might not have got dressed, right? And now she's in a shop facing you, Ava, and you've told her no. I can imagine the rage in that woman was high. It's not your fault, Ava, okay? (laughs) This is what I'm saying to you. Ava, you've got to compartmentalise the anger. This is the answer. Go on. Compartmentalise. Compartmentalise the answer. The anger, Ava. Oh, the anger, okay. From new parents. Right. It's not your fault. They're just sleep deprived and a little bit like in a situation they can't cope with. So, I would say, Ava, the best thing to do, smile, right? Of course, I can help you. Whatever you say to them is probably going to aggravate them, maybe, especially if they ain't eaten. Sure, sure. So, what I'd just... I'd just be like the customers. I know they're being upsetting to you, and it's not on. They shouldn't be talking to you badly or whatever. But I don't think they. Mean Where's your it. advice? Come on, rocks. Where's what? Just smile. My advice is to make them feel like you have a solution to this horrendous problem, no matter what. Okay, because what all they want is a solution to stop that baby from making. She hasn't got a solution. She hasn't got the product that she's well, she came did. in for. She found one. But no, a manager Ava found that. just needs to get used to the high intensity emotions that are going to come through that door. Because let's face it, kids are hard work and it can be quite hard in the right. early days. Right. So Ava just needs to remember and not be traumatised that it's your fault, Ava. It's not your fault. It's someone is is putting their emotion on you. You just find a solution. <gasps> what? That breast pump? Oh, I can get you a better one. It will get that baby fed better. Right? right? That's what you do. Find a solution that works in your favour. What, you mean that teething ring? Okay, oh, hold on. go with this let's, one. Let's, let's recreate it now. Go on. I'm angry mum. I'm coming in. Go. Right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> hold on, you it's can't got a pair of clogs on. <laughs> come on. This is me stomping, stomping, stomping into the in, store. Yeah, Hello, madam. Right. How may you do? Hello. Can I speak to a manager, please? Is everything okay? I didn't. Can I speak to a manager or not? Of course you can, but can I help? No, I want to speak to a manager. Okay, I'll go and get one for you. Do you want to wait here? I don't want to wait. I've can been... I ask what it's regarding? Can you stop speaking to me like that? Why, why are you what? speaking to me like that? I'm here to help you. Right, can you stop talking to me like that? Of course. I've got a problem. I'm the customer here. Okay, can you tell me your problem? Right. If you let me get a word in, I'll tell you, okay? okay Are you I, here to help me or not? Yes, but I Don't can get... Don't speak to me in that tone. I can what, get... Why are you talking down to me? I can get the manager to come over, but <laughs> I need to know which manager it is. So if you tell me which department you're looking right. for... I bought a baby... I bought a car seat. Fantastic. Right. My ba- I, baby cries every time he's in it. Right. Every time. Cries. Okay. Right. It's not good enough. I bought it from here. All the reviews said it was good. It's it's terrible. Okay. Did you I want do my money the five-part system? 
Was the baby weighed and put in the right position? Don't, don't patronise me. Don't I'm not, I'm just me. trying to signpost you my... to the right car seat. Don't talk to me in that tone. My car seat isn't good enough. I want my money back right now. Of course you can. Which one would you like then? What, what do you mean? The best one? Which is the best one? The one that you have, madam. It's not though, is it? It is. It's not though. But your baby might be car sick. It's not car sick. It might okay, just be your manager? Up where's you! Your... <laughs> I broke her. You broke me. I broke but her. no, you didn't. I could have carried on, but you were being extra annoying. Right. So but I did well there to passively, aggressively fight you I off. I don't think you did. You was annoying me further with your little passive, aggressive well, little tone. What did you want me to say? Because you had a problem for everything. So you're just angry and tired. Do you want me to just go, do you want to sit here's, down here's and I'll hold your baby for a bit? Here's what you got to do. Go on. This sounds terrible. This is in particular for, you know, working at a high-end mother's <laughs> shop or whatever. Go on. This is just general. Don't care. What do you mean? Don't care. What? How? What do you mean? How? Just don't care. What about the person? Or Honestly, like... when I worked in retail, I had so many angry people come in, right? Right. They're the only ones that's angry. I'm not angry. Let them be angry on their own time. You can just be chill, innit? <laughs> when they come, what, this TV's not good enough? <sighs> yeah. Terrible, innit? <laughs> just agree. Agree? Just agree. Just agree. All day long. Don't what? try and help them. Just Hold agree. On. So I should agree to come in again. No, you do it to me. Right, Keith, I've got a terrible bottle here. It's your fault. Right. You said a pack of six. And the teats are broken. Oh, you know what? You're right. Give them here. We'll get you some better ones. Oh, all right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it works. Just agree. Don't try and don't try and argue. <laughs> but that's what I was saying to you. Customers always right. Yeah, but don't. But I mean, when you're working in the shop, there's this sense of like you've got to try and like solve the scenario. No scenario set. It's crap. You could just got. To, yeah, I agree. Like uh, <laughs> that's it. It's done. Do you want a voucher? That was my favourite thing when I worked on a voucher. <laughs> everyone loves everyone loves a voucher. Honestly, a hundred percent. Somebody comes in and go, "This is wrong. This is why, why kind of? Where's the? I'm meant to be coming in for a breast pump. Where is it? You're like, you know what? This place is going to the dogs. I, I agree with you. <laughs> this place is going to the dogs. I agree with you. How much was that breast pump? Hundred quid. Right. I'm going to get it sanctioned. We're going to put hundred and twenty quid on you a gift card. All right. Get yourself a better one. Have a good day. Gift card solves what everything. If you, what if Keith won't sanction it? What do you mean? What if your manager won't sanction it? Ava's 16 and she you, she might not be back, at the top. You walk back to the customer and you went, right, I don't know how to say this. I've just been and spoke to my manager. He's being a right frigging plonker. <laughs> just go over there and shout at him. Demand some discount and he'll get it. it it's store policy. Just agree with the customer. Get the customer. Encourage, encourage the customer to go to your manager and shout at him. The, cust the customer will love you because you're on their side. You can't remember you. Look, you're not getting the profit from that sale. It's not your shop. If it's your shop, it's a different ball game. You know, you got your, you got all that to worry about. Oh, you know, your returns and yeah. But is this why customer service has just gone? Because people like no, you are like no, not caring. No. no, the reason customer service is gone is because everyone on customer services feels like they've got too much authority and they want to like save the save the company five quid. No, just side with the customer. The customer's always right. You know what? Yeah. I agree. This place is going to the dogs. Do you want a voucher? You know, here's 20 quid on a voucher. Nice. I say you solve it. Ava, there's your answer. <laughs>
Vouchers. Um, I mean, it might not work later on in life in different sectors of business, but for now, over this will get you through. That but, this attitude will get her through her college as well. hundred percent. And then if and when they're so happy that you've you've sorted them a voucher and you've chilled, you're on their side, you just go. I hope that helped. They'll go, oh, that really helped. Thank you for solving the scenario. You go, no worries. My name's Keith. Would you mind just filling out this questionnaire online? Let my manager know I could have done. Boom, you're getting a promotion as well. <laughs> no need to thank me, Ava. Ava, congratulations on your promotion. You've you've just qualified <laughs> from the Mark School of not giving... An absolute... Chisel. <laughs> uh, that's honestly vouchers side 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 with them. That's 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 yeah, the dilemma. I love solved. that. I, I hope that helps Ava. You know the Mark School of not giving a monkey. Monkey. Just, just don't care. Brilliant. Just yeah. don't care. Side with the customer. Right. If you've got a dilemma, you want to. I mean, I feel like I made that better. I'll be honest. You did. I feel like I made that situation. A I whole helped lot better. her understand people's emotions coming in potentially with newborns, mm. and then you helped her cope with it. <laughs> So, I think it's straight on to Date Night Diaries. Labbabypodcast at gmail.com if you've got a dilemma that you want us to help with. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Date Night Diaries. Hey! We have had so many emails of people with clumsiness. <gasps> After talking about your clumsiness I'm of last alone. week. I'm not alone. I've had it. I, I'm not alone. Oh, inundated. The things that people have done really? through clumsiness is yeah. incredible. It's a terrible, it's a terrible thing to have in life. Well, this is where it. this date night story starts. Because first she tells us a story and then she goes on to a date. And I feel like I've got to read them both. So she says, hi, Mark and Rox. I'm so clumsy, just like Rox. I hurt myself all the time. Oh. Uh, almost, I almost nearly burnt down my kitchen when I was younger. In the late 80s, when I was about eight years old, my dad had just finished renovating our kitchen, including a very trendy tongue and groove wood panelling to the walls, which he had also just varnished. <laughs> oh, no. I left some American waffles in the toaster for a little bit too long, which caught fire. I ended up panicking, knocking the toaster into the wooden wall <gasps> and setting a light to the kitchen. My goodness, that is horrendous. I panicked, screamed. Varnish will go up quick. <laughs> grabbed the dog and ran into the garden. My mum calmly walked downstairs, put out the fire, and then went back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we've got the same, like, you know, disposition in life. Well, fast forward to my 40s and nothing has changed. Oh, oh my right, goodness. We've got a Please great... tell me you've not burnt your house down. Now this, I'm classing this as a date night because they've gone for a picnic and it's a date, okay? So right. uh, uh, th that's why it's in this section, right? When my daughter was three, we had a day out together walking around a local river in Perth, Australia, close to where I live. Okay, so she's out with the door having a little walk around, right. having a picnic. My husband was lying on the grass on our picnic rug. So I decided to take my daughter to see the fish in the water so that because there was lots of splashing around and she wanted to see what was going on. Yeah. Okay, you with me? I'm with you. We were both barefoot and there was a boating ramp to the side. Oh, no. So we started to walk down it. Not an anchor. What I didn't realise was the ramp was covered in slippery moss. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. My daughter began to slip straight onto her bum down the ramp. 
I grabbed her by the hand and I started to slip too. Oh, that's some you been frame moment right there. <clears throat> I pushed my daughter, I pushed my three-year-old daughter backwards up the ramp to safety, but I couldn't save myself, oh. slipping further and further down the ramp. What a woman! I mean, to be able to save your daughter, that's impressive. I'll, I'll give you that, that's it, that's amazing. I slipped so far down the ramp that now I'm in the water up to my waist. <gasps> Trying not to stress, I shouted to my daughter to get daddy. And she did. She told him that mummy was in the water. He decided he was going to slowly pack away all the picnic items, blanket, and take them back to the car before he had come to my aid. So he doesn't know. He's over there having a picnic. The kid's going in over going, mummy's in the water. He's just thinking, oh, she's having a swim. She's having a nice time. He's gone, oh, all right, I'll pack up. She's now on a slippery slope in the water, can't escape, okay? I'm still in the water up to my waist. And every time I try and take a step further to safety, I go further and further into the water. Oh, my goodness. Thankfully, two ladies were passing and decided to come to my rescue. One of the ladies held out her hand to reach me, but ended up falling in. <laughs> oh, no! This is tragic! <laughs> it's not so this, is a, this is what would happen to me. <laughs> the other lady was her elderly mother. Oh, no! And had to take off her belt and throw it in to grab her daughter from the water. Meanwhile, the dad's up there in the car. She then, the elderly mother, then pulls me to safety, at which time my husband comes leisurely walking round the corner, wondering what we was all doing. <laughs> I'm freezing, shaking, my favourite trousers are torn, my knees are bleeding and my daughter's in tears. Oh my goodness. As we begin to walk back to the car, I look into the water where I'd just been stood bleeding out and there is now a tiger shark thrashing around in the water. <gasps> OMG! OMG! She was That's minutes away oh my from having a shark attack at the end of a slippery slope she'd slipped into. Typical man. <laughs> Typical man! What do you mean? Literally going over to his car while his wife's about to die of a shark. She shouldn't have been slippery sliding down a boating ramp. Why was she going? Why was she going in the water? She had no right going in the water. Go and have a little look. Why is she going in? She slipped, Mark. She went walking down the boating ramp. This she had no right to do so. This is the problem of a clumsy person, right? <laughs> clumsy people I'm do things clumsily. Clumsily, like, like that, that would sentence. have been me. I'd be like, let's go and look at the fishes. I would have ended ended up face first down that ramp, knocked out the shark with my face <laughs> by accident. Oh, do, do you know what I mean? And you would have been like, I don't know, climbing a tree with Phoenix. I would have been eaten alive. That'd have been like your knight in shining armor. I'd have dived in and punched the shark. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Dived in, punched it. Yeah, I mean, were these guns or? <laughs> I would. Pay money to see you even punch anything. <laughs> I'll be honest. How dare you? <laughs> well, that is an incredible story. I class it as a date night because they was they was on a little date picnic. Oh, I hope she's all right. Wow, that must be. I've never come. I've never come close to like death. Like you has know, your like, clumsiness ever ever led to a point where you nearly got eaten by a shark, rocks? Um. <laughs> Think about it. 
No. no. I did, yeah, not a shark, a whale. A giant whale. What do you mean in a Aust- whale? I once went to Australia in my 20s, right? Right. I went with like cousins. And I went and I was on Bondi Beach, which is a really famous beach. Right. And I <laughs> bought one of them, you know, like one of them float, surfball float things. Not an actual surfball, but like, you know, the ones that you just boogie balled on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, and I <laughs> my cousin and like, her brother was sat on the beach and I was like, oh, I'm going to just go and try my boogie ball. The good waves, boogie the waves are really good. So right? cool, I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to be an Aussie. It's going to be so cool. Anyway, so I go out into the water just to right. a level at which I can sort of be in. So there and wouldn't I be a whale just in, in the shell. Wait, sh- right? Mm. So I, I go out and then I, I surf in on my belly and I'm like, oh, this is so fun. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out further and then ride the wave in even more. Right? right. So I go out, I go out quite far where all the sort of surfers are. Right. And then I turn around to look inward to the beach. And my cousin's like, rocks, like waving her hands, two hands above her. Rocks, rocks like this. And I was like, hi. So you're waving. I'm waving like, ha, 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 ha. Big wave comes and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so amazing. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, this is a massive wave. Whoa. And this massive splash. And I'm like, holy moly. Like, whoa, look at me. Boogie boarding in. Boogie board all the way in. Right. I'm like, I was like, whoa, dudes, did you catch me? Dudes. I've, I've had the Australian dudes. experience. Right. They come up to the actual shore and they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, what? And they're like, did you just not see that giant tail that went up and splashed down? Like, you know when you see them giant... I don't no know if it was a whale or whatever. This is This BS. giant I'm not tail this. went up... I'm not having this. ...splashed down, was so close to me, but instead I this. just thought it was a natural Australian wave and I ride in... They're winding you up. They won! You don't get whales that close to the, the edge. I surely. don't know if it was what it was, but the tail went up. It was a tuna it, is what it was. <laughs> It wasn't, Mark. Honestly, I rode that wave. I went so quick. It was like 30 right, miles I, an hour. Where, where did you go in Australia? Do you remember? Bondi Beach. Right. If there's anybody listening here in Australia, can you confirm? I need to know because this... Well, whether it's a... I don't know what it was, but it was a giant tail. Dolphin. They just assumed it was a whale. Dolphin. I said, well, why would it be that big? Why A whale wouldn't be able to get that close, surely. Well, maybe it was a shark then. Right. I'm. Hey. I'm 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 assuming I know nothing about whales. All I know zero is that a giant tailed animal basically created a way for me to ride in, and me being blissfully me just rode it in like and didn't even see it. Didn't even well, see I, the animal. I need to know if that's real. If you are an Australian lucky, really. or, or you know about if you know about whales, let us know at ladbabypodcast at gmail.com. I think there's some flaws in that story, but I'm not it up. I'm not true. saying you're it's making it up. Unless think... they were winding me up, but I don't think they were because <laughs> that that wave was pretty big. Pretty mega, dude. It was pretty mega, dude. Pretty like mega it went dude. up my nose, all the walls. It did, uh, not, it did no, it must have been a big one if it, it went blew up my your mind. Nose. It did. Ladbabypodcast at gmail.com. Oh no. Confessions of a housekeeper. Ah! I'll be honest, at the book tour. Everyone was like, you have ruined hotels for me, Mark. Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, sorry. (laughs) 
Well, I've got... Well, you know what? I've got an update from last week, and I've put it here, because I can't remember last week if it was... I actually think it was in the date night section, but I'm going to read it here. Um, so we, we had this... Uh, the email in from the, the... The anonymous email from the lady that checked her partner's mobile... Oh, yeah. ...as she found out the engagement. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. She's written back into us. Ooh. Updates from the anonymous regarding... Uh, knowing about the proposal that I kept, a, that I've kept a secret for over four years. She didn't tell him. We told her not to tell him. Hi, Mark and Rox. You asked me to write in about the proposal, which unfortunately, if I reveal to you uh, how it happened, it would stand out like a sore thumb, and he would be able to work it out. So right. she can't tell us. Fine. It gives away her cover. However, Rox, you did say that we had been together for ten years. And I should ask him for another ring. Well, my love, <gasps> I did. I'm delighted to say I'm now rocking a third ring. Oh, <laughs> girl, she went in now. She asked. If you don't ask, you don't get. That's what they say in Nottingham. Rocks, hey? you told her to go and get another <laughs> ring and she flipping well did it. She went and got it, love. Good. I have I love him dearly. He is my one and only, and I think uh, the secret should be my lesson learned. Yeah. Uh, as this will be my only proposal. And Mark, you're right. I did ruin it for myself technically, but looking back, maybe it was a sign for me to uh, know that was what I really wanted, and it absolutely was. I mean, that's amazing. She's gone out. She's asked for the ring, and and it's worked. Asking for a friend. How did you ask for another ring? <laughs> Uh, so moving on. <laughs> so th thank you, thank you for the follow up. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Made my day, that that's lovely. A, that's a lovely little congratulations update, isn't it? on your third marriage. Um, <laughs> well, they've actually said they're now expecting our first baby uh, and couldn't have asked for anything more. Oh, great name! If it's a girl, Roxanne, and if it's a boy, Derek. I <laughs> 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 love that. <laughs> Um, that isn't this week's confession. Right, here we go. Hi, I'm from Canada. My mum introduced me to your podcast and I absolutely love it. Oh, I work 4am nice. till 12pm at a retail store and 4 to 8 the store is not open so I'm free to listen to you whenever I want. Fantastic. So, I am a videographer slash photographer and a friend of mine asked me to do some video of her and her fiancé going on a date. Oh. So she's been called in okay. to do a bit of filming. Okay. I go over to her house and my friend was cooking chili for us all to have for as soon as we'd finished the shoot. So she Um This is this would I'd have a few questions about right? this date. Already house. you've got questions. Already. So she's just a videographer. She's just been called into she's got to go and film them having a date. What, their house? No, no, no. She's just gone over to the house to meet them. She's cooked she's cooked some chili. She's gonna go, we're gonna go and do the shoot, and when we're gonna get back, we're gonna have some chili. Fine, fine, fine. She's just being nice. Uh she finished putting all the beans in and we headed out to do the shoot. We did the shoot, it was tremendous, and we headed back to hers to chow down on this delicious meal she had cooked. I grabbed my bowl, so did her fiance, and we were awkwardly sat. I mean, again, I mean we was awkwardly sat eating in her bedroom while she was while she was upstairs. So I don't know now why she's in a bedroom yeah. eating chilli with her fiancé. We're just going to go with it, okay? Okay. I noticed that the chilli tasted a bit odd. Also crunchy. 
but I didn't want to be rude as I really felt like I was intruding already. So I just went with it. I'm eating it as fast as I possibly could when my friend walks back into the room and picks up hers. She takes one bite and goes, oh my God, how are you eating this? Me and her fiancé awkwardly started laughing and said we didn't want to be rude. She apologised and says she thinks the beans are undercooked. She apologises and I leave. About an hour after leaving, my stomach starts to hurt. I am in excruciating pain. (gasps) I start to Google. I find out that raw beans are poisonous. What? Who knew? What, like baked beans? Raw beans, if they're raw, they can be poisonous. But people eat them out of the tin. Oh, they're cooked in the tin. They're still cooked in the tin. Whoa. I begin to panic. I never knew that. But I try to ignore it, thinking it just must be an upstick stomach. Yeah, you're about to poo yourself, love. <laughs> Time goes by <laughs> and I begin puking up. Oh, no. You A few moments off. later, I'm followed with diarrhea. Uh-oh. The night, through. <laughs> the night gets worse. As for several hours, it is liquid coming from both ends. <laughs> Literally sitting on a toilet with a bucket between my legs. Worn out and exhausted, I finally fall asleep. (laughs) Only to wake up a few hours later with my bed full of diarrhoea. (laughs) It turns out when you're sick, you can have diarrhoea in your sleep and not know it or smell it. After experiencing the worst night of my life, I try to warn everyone, do not eat raw beans. How are they raw? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Rox. I don't know. I just genuinely would be so upset if you booed in the bed and I woke up and it was just sitting in a swimming mattress of your boo. I, so, I couldn't go. Although, although this isn't Although this isn't a housekeeper story, it, I felt like I had to share it because the thought of how is it you deal with this bed? If you've woke Mate, not, do you know what? <laughs> the rule of rocks is done. Get out the house. It's done. It's done. Open the door. There's no safe in it. <laughs> you ain't even going to banish or debt all that stuff. Savalon won't cope. You just got to get outside, set it on fire. <laughs> if you live in the Nottingham area and you ever see Rock stood by a burning mattress, it's because you know she's had, had diarrhea. She, she yeah, she knows that I've had some raw beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I, that's this is what I worry about. What would you do? You, you're not vanishing it, are you? I just gotta let. Just gotta let it go. What the mattress? Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. It depends if you've got a divan. You know, like a waterproof divan. <laughs> Honestly, if you've got the waterproof sheets on, you're all right. But if you haven't, that'll seep right down to the springs. That, my friend. I feel like <laughs> you can't even flip that mattress over because under the bed was smell of poo. <laughs> No, it's just you've you're lost. You've, you've lost you've your bed. Lost it. You've lost your bed. You've just got to accept it, <laughs> reside to the fact you've lost your bed. It's I mean, gone. would you sleep in a bed of diarrhea poo? I'd probably clean it. Yeah, but, but how do you get it out of the seeping like 
pressure can't... washer it. I'd get it in the garden and pressure wash it. Oh, does that work? I've never tried, but it's got to work, surely. Nah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll if call you, one of their mattress people. Can you, you come and get my mattress? I'm done. If you have ever had uh, liquid oh, diarrhea. I'm so sorry, it's the dog. <laughs> If you've ever had liquid diarrhea in bed that you've slept through and not smelt and had to deal with, please do get in touch on ladbabypodcast.gmail.com. yourself in public? Um, yeah. Have you, Ma? Have I ever pooed myself in public? Yeah. Not that I'm willing to talk about. <laughs> oh. There's been a pellet. Right, let's... <laughs> Ladbabypodcast.gmail.com. Housekeeper stories. I want your housekeeper stories. Have you ever... Is it called sharting? Right. <laughs> <coughs> Ready? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gone. You need oh. to wait for this one-line wonder. Go this on. is incredible. <laughs> it's one-line wonder. One line in a story. <laughs> She's got it wrong. She's got it wrong. Wrong, She's got the jingle wrong. scenario. And we're just going to go with it. Oh, sorry. Wait, the, the, I mean, this is one of my faves. Is it? One line wonder, guys. What, even over the cheesecake <laughs> at the funeral? The cheesecake at the funeral remains one of my favourite. Top, <clears throat> top one, that. Top one. Wait till you've heard this. Go on. I used to work in a dental centre as a, at a busy army camp. And one lunch, I went into a packed canteen to get a cheese and bacon panini. However, what I asked for was a cheese and bacon punani. Punani is, I'd suggest you don't Google it. <laughs> Not if you want to keep it above bold. <laughs> the whole canteen fell silent and everyone started laughing. Bacon <laughs> Punani. I'm never going to look at a panini ever again in the same way. I think panini is a new code name for Punani. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I want a chicken punani for lunch. <laughs> it's just incredible. I mean, it's a similar word. It's a similar word. <laughs> Roxy's dead. Roxy's literally dead. I can't cope with that. <laughs> You're hiding in a minute. <laughs> oh, I'm going to wet myself through my panini. <laughs> <laughs> If you... Oh, that's a good one. If you have got a one-line wonder that you would like to share with us, please get in touch. My face is killing me where I've lost that Ladbabypodcast at gmail.com Living with a... Salmonel. Salmonel. Hello, son. How's your punani? Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. Well, last week I asked you all to email in with things that... 
you thought might be called uh, a different name somewhere else in the country or the world. Lots of suggestions. Oh, really? That's lots good. of different things. We got lots on the knockdown ginger. I'll tell you, oh, I'm still, still coming getting in. them now. As well as lunch, dinner, tea, breakfast, yeah. all that. We still get some of those. Everyone's still got an opinion on it. But um, lots in, lots of different things that came in. One that I absolutely loved because it resonated with me, and I don't know if it's, uh, you know, a, a worldly thing or, or whatever, so I'm just going to... So, it's a game that we I used to play, as well as this uh, person that wrote in, yeah. as a kid, like, you know, 10, 11, 12, when you're playing out with other kids in the neighbourhood. Mm-hmm. It was called Kirby. Okay? And that was when you you and a friend or friends stood on either side of the road, yeah. and you had to throw a ball... yeah. To the other side, and it had to hit the, the curb. Yeah. Polo. What? We called it Polo. No, you didn't call it Polo. I did po- call it Polo. Polo's the horse game when you're on a horse with like a. No, Polo. You but you had a ball, one either side of the curb. You threw. So you stand you on threw the... the ball on the curb. If you hit the curb, you'd both run. P. Oh. Hold on, L. hold on, hold on, hold on. We've got to explain this because uh, uh, is, is, is this a common... What, what's Kirby? Do, You're just throwing the ball at the curb? No, what I'm saying is, do they call it a curb all the way around the world? Oh, okay, yeah, like, fine. In America, it's called like sidewalk or, yeah. I don't know, the freaking pavement, whatever. It's like the bit... The between, edge of the pavement. The edge of the pavement the as, it, as it reaches the road. That you stand on one side, a group stand on the, on the other and you've got to throw a football or a soccer ball and you've got to, th- you've got to hit... Throw the, it at the... At the other curb. And you've got to hit the curb and it's got to bounce back to In America, to you. the streets might be too big. In England, the streets are so small that you yeah. can play this game. And so, yeah. So, sorry, you called it polo. It's I curvy. called it polo, yeah. What, how? How is it polo? Well, me and my sister would stand either side on the curbs. Right. And then you'd have a on ball. On the curb? Kirby? No. So we'd throw the ball at the pavement. And if it hit the corner, you'd both start running. And you'd go... P-O-L-O. And whoever said O first... Sorry, you, people aren't going to get this. You're moving your hands. So you had to oh, ra- yeah, run to either side of e- the road. So both of you had to race each other. So you other. had to hit the other pavement was one. P, run back. P-O. O, run back. L, run. O. And then whoever hit the O at the end, one. So it was just a running race. <laughs> yeah, with a bowl that hit a curb. But why have you introduced the running race? Because we were bored. Kirby only lasted like a little bit, so we. No, evolved. It didn't. You, I've seen you throw. You've got terrible aim. It'd have lasted. That's not all... true. I was very good at that age. That was before I got, you know, off centre. <laughs> <I'm> genuine. <laughs> so, I mean, I want to know. I want to know if, if a, this is the game they play all well, around we the world. It, I did never called it Kirby. We always just called it Polo. It was the same thing. We threw a ball at the curb. But we just didn't call it Kirby. But polo is, an, is a sport of its own. C- question. Do you spell Kirby with a K or a C? C. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Kermity. <laughs> no, Kirby. I want to know. I, you know what? Do they Does, yeah. Do they play this abroad? Does anyone play polo or is it just something we made up? I think you've made that up. Oh, but then I thought you'd made up Knockdown Ginger. I think Ah, but half the South <clears throat> played Knockdown Ginger. But polo is a sport when on a horse when yeah, you're hitting course, the ball. Yeah, of course, but I ain't got all, so I had a, I had a bike and a, a mallet. Like, that's about it. That's how I'd play well, polo. Well, I want to know. I want to know. The Aussies have got to call that something cool, haven't they? Beachy? I don't know. They're going to call it something, you know. Side, side splash. Side what? <laughs> <laughs> side splash <laughs> I want to know uh, also the, the the Americans they've got to have a sidewalky walk 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 drama walkie 
Um, let us know if, if you played if that. If you threw a ball at a curb because there was no, you know, internet. Back because you were so poor up. and bored, yeah. you threw a ball at a curb for fun for hours. Let, <laughs> let us know, ladbabypodcast at gmail.com, or if there's anything else you want us to discuss from your part of the world that you think might be called something else somewhere Just thinking here. about it now, we didn't have the internet back then. It's mental. And even now... Me and my sister used to ride our bikes, right, the whole day for, like, when we weren't at school and just pass a stick to each other. What the muffin? And was perfectly happy with that. Honestly. And my whole life was to try and make her fall off the bike. <laughs> if if one of our kids gets in the car and they've forgotten their, like, Amazon fire or they don't have an iPad, it's, it's like the world has come to an end. Yeah, what are we going to do in the car? What are we going to do? What are we going to do in the car? They're like, look out of the window. <laughs> but don't you remember our parents used to say that to us We've, I had Game Boy I loved that Game Boy more than anything in the world and when it, when it I mean, came I agree. into my life I, my... I agree when the batteries died it was end, end of end of the world do you know our what I mean our kids do go out and just play they don't need an iPad all the time no but in the but car it's like the if, car is dull though isn't it I it, get bored of being if they've got the iPad or whatever in the car and it dies like they've not charged it or whatever it's like the end of the world yeah what am I going to do what do you mean it's 10 minutes till we get home <laughs> you're like right lads just so you know when I was a me child me and your mum passed a stick me and your mum <laughs> Used to, I mean, this is a game we used to play. Oh no! Used to play mud dick. <laughs> oh, Ever play mud dick? I mean, I've only I only had one of those things. Mud. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Just had to confirm <laughs> that. Mud dick. I'm gonna write, I'm gonna make a note of this. We're gonna talk about this one next week. <laughs> My kids now, yeah. Me, me, me and your auntie used to throw a stick at each other's bike wheels to see who could fall to, off. To see if we died. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I need to let, to let me know if anyone else played mud dick. If no one emails in, I'm not telling this story. Oh, what is it? You can't just leave us on a cliffhanger like that. I can. I'll, I'll tell you next week. I want to know if anyone else played mud dick. Is this a game that it was just a thing at my school? <laughs> Or is this... What a school! <laughs> Good God! <laughs> <clears throat> Ladbrokepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com oh. <laughs> Name that sound. The hardest quiz in the world. Go on. Oi. No, I went with beard trimmer this week, didn't I? Insane, this is what I think this sound is. Insane levels of emails. I saw a few people at the book tour telling you that insane. what they thought it was. Insane. This is like the Peacock Week when I got like 5,000 emails. This is like this week. So many people got this. I reckon everyone on the internet got this right by you, Rox. Yeah, but you said uh, it was something I didn't know what it was. It's something that I have personally heard yeah. that you have never heard in real life. <laughs> is that your game, Mud Dick? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know what that is. I mean, I thought it was a beard trimmer. That is the sound of a tattoo gun. Oh, of course. I mean, I wouldn't know. I've never heard one, really. No, you've never, you've I've never, never been had into a, a tattoo. You've no. never been into a tattooist. You wouldn't know, but I know because, you know, I'm tough. and I know, love a tattoo, tattoos. but I just changed my mind too quick. I feel like if I chose a design, I'd go off it quick. Well, 
you're the probably the only person that is involved in this podcast in the world that didn't know what that was. Everyone else, thank you for uh, letting me know. Thank you for... The, the most popular question, <clears throat> answer then, really. Yeah, probably, definitely. That, that one in the Peacock the other week are definitely the most. Who knows what this is? Oh. That's very quick. Wow. Can still be enjoyable, even if it's quick, babe. You know that. <laughs> I'll be honest, it sounds like a radio waves. Or you know when the telly used to go wrong back in the nineties? Oh no, that's paper ripping. That sounds like paper. I'm saying an A4 piece of paper ripping into two, John. I'm gonna lock it in. I'm gonna lock it in. You're locking it in. Paper. I'm locking in paper tearing, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Is that, you know what? He's quick. I didn't realise he was that quick when I chose it. Um, let us know if you think that is paper ripping or if you think it's something else. Yeah, definitely. That I feel. I feel like that is what it is. Oh, I'm exhausted. Thank you all for joining <laughs> us. I have had... Do you know what? This podcast has made me laugh tonight a hell of a lot and my face is hurting. So yeah. that is a sign... Of a good time, in Guys, my opinion. Thank you so, so much for joining us once again. Have an amazing, amazing week. And if you're coming to Newcastle or Manchester this weekend, we can't wait to see you. Let's dance this one out, shall we? I'm going to bed. Should we go and play a game of Kirby? <laughs> <laughs> Mud dick. I can, t- I can no, teach you what Mud dick is I'm if you want. I'm not playing a game I don't know. Well, someone wins. <laughs> you got to live, love, love. Bye bye, guys. Love you all. Thank you.